it's um oh my well welcome to geeks on screens with coffee it's the 20th of may i just have to check and the time is it's about 7 7:10, and about that seven oh i could i've got a clock 10 11 right seven eleven oh i can't he's mark broadbent sorry i've just uh, that's that's totally ruined it it has yeah all right so so if the interview's really bad now it's all your fault you've started us on the downhill right take two i have to warn you go go on do your take two then <laughs> are we doing a take three yeah okay yeah so okay you ready Uh, this is this is this is in. I mean, this is live. This is, uh, it's it's. No, it's like the twentieth of May. It's about seven, and here's today's guest, Mark Broadbent. There we go, and we're live. This is take. This is really take three, isn't it? So that's yeah, maybe four. Sound and vision synced. Um, so do you, do you like my uh, Minecraft background, by the way? I do. Is, so is... I, 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 I've seen lots of MVPs uh, doing custom backgrounds, and apparently you can hack teams to do that, but I've not still not figured out how to do it. So I don't know if you know how to do it. Yeah. You do? Yeah, you click on the ellipse. You get the custom yeah. backgrounds come up on the yeah, side. you can't load up custom ones, can you? Are you on a Mac or Windows? Ah, uh, Windows. Well, yes, you can. Well, in my version, you can browse uh, to a picture and upload it. Oh, uh, right, okay. And um, in... The because there's a folder somewhere to put them, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, they're not coming through, so... And in, in the Mac version, so there we go. There we go, that's in shot, isn't it? There we go. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So just... I've, got to, I've got to warn you, by the way, you'll see me doing this a lot, and it's because with my advancing years, I'm getting a double chin, so... Or, or what I could do is get the wife to stand behind me and just do that with my neck. Yeah, if you get, better, it? is it one of the alligator clips or something, and it just yeah, pulls out? Like, yeah. Or be, yeah, I could stick it behind the ears, couldn't I? Yeah, yeah. You just need to tighten that up. There we go. Well, yeah. we've all got these problems. We've got. I'm um, blaming the lockdown. Are you blaming the lockdown? What for? <laughs> for eating too too well. Yeah, for years of eating and indulging. All right. Before we go off the rails completely, <laughs> welcome Mark to Geeks on Screen with Coffee. This is like the 26th or 7th of these. Um, um, what are you drinking tonight? So I've, this is my mug, right? And I I got this obviously back in, I don't know if you can see that. That's kind yeah, of it keeps coming in. No, no, I can't Let see that. Do no, no. that. Put it in front of your face, so, and then I'll, we can see it. There see. we go. There we go. Oh, so, you're all gone now. There we go. Doesn't like my face. So, basically, Pat, the past summit 2016, all the virtual chapter leaders got one of these, right? And as as with what happens at conferences, this just sat in the drawer for about four or five years um, until the lockdown. So the thing is, right? What I didn't realise, I'm not going to open it up because it will spill out. But this is like a thermos flask cup. It is absolutely amazing. So I formulated my custom Starbucks drink in here. So this is probably, 
probably part of the reason for my double chins. I've got two Mars bars in here, um, a big jug of milk, and a double shot of coffee, all stirred up, and then I've got some whipped cream on top. And it, it stays warm for hours. It's amazing. But let me let me take a sip. Wow. And that, that is beautiful. That's like type 1 and type 2 all the diabetes in a cup yeah, it is <laughs> the problem is so i i have been drinking these first thing in the morning and um the problem is is by by like lunchtime the sugar is worn off and i've gone on a big down you know dive a sugar dive and um pretty sure that i've nearly gone into a coma a few times <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so uh yeah i kind of have an emergency <laughs> coffee with a sugar in it uh, at lunchtime just to bring my sugar levels back up are you sure you shouldn't just try and get hold of some insulin and and maybe have a spare mars bar just with you know break glass in case you go into a diabetic coma i probably should do that or alternatively stop drinking all the sugar that, that might be the best approach <sighs> so I, I i don't know i I'm, i have promised myself though this year i'm going to get healthy so I'll, I'll start looking like you towards the end of this year promise <laughs> yeah i was um i had i had a good couple of chins um no you've never you've never had chins you you I, were meatier i did you were meatier, but I, you've never had chins that's when i had a bigger beard to hide the um the neck fat okay. <laughs> so you right you'll actually see i've got t-shirts like this where my neck had actually stretched the i mean obviously my neck hadn't but my head had because my yeah. my head was fatter, so all my t-shirts are all kind of really stretched around the neck, so yeah. they look really bizarre. This is one thing that's really annoying me about getting bigger. Though. It's the t-shirts because I've got you know I have some really cool t-shirts, but they're like every time I go the neck size up, um, it looks okay. You know, you, you go black to hide the fat, um, but the problem is, is you know the next few stone that go on and the t-shirt rides up and got to get a new t-shirt so now i think i've gone from when i was about early 20s i was on a large t-shirt now i'm on well i, I think even double xl doesn't quite do it so i'm on american sizes now <laughs> oh Which, it, this is annoying this is really annoying i've actually a company i don't know if you've heard of git kraken at all uh, so they do this really good tool for source control and i've signed up to become a git kraken ambassador and one of the things there is they um, they give you a Git Kraken T-shirt if you do get get accepted, which thankfully they did. Uh, the the only problem with that is the highest size is a two XL. So I know now, and this is an American company, I think. So I know now that that's it. I you know I can't get any bigger. This is this is my limit. You say that. I mean, I said that, and so the reason for me losing weight was. I was going to sequel bits last year and I was putting on my clothes as you, as you do and realized I'm going to need another bigger pair of trousers. So I had to buy some <laughs> new trousers on the way over to Liverpool. Was it Liverpool? Well, that was a long time ago. It was 20, 2017 maybe. Where was last year? Last, oh, last year. What was last year? That was was that London? That was London, wasn't it? Last year. No, London was going to be this year. I know it was going to be this year, but I thought they repeated again. 
No, no, or was it? No, oh, I don't know. I forget. Was it Manchester? Could have been. Yes, yeah, it's Manchester. Was it Manchester? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it was. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah, because it was in the MEX. That's right. The old yeah. MEX, which obviously, for for people our age, we 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 know that from the James song, "Sit Down." Yeah, I don't know if I went to Sequel Bits last uh, in Manchester. I went to the, the Sequel Saturday the year before, but I can't remember it. Do you? Were you not there? I can't. No, I don't think I was, because I, um, I remember commenting about... Uh, the, the. I was watching this video on YouTube about one of the, the Manchester canals being drained, and basically, I don't know how the hell I stumbled upon across this video and uh, they basically found um well not found but they revealed a trap door to an underground river in the canal so this was like a a massive event that was happening so one of the canal uh, I, I think like you know like you get train spotters uh, you get canal spotters as well and so one of these canal spotters he was like there for this this event of the draining of the canal and uh, yeah, so he's filming and everything, explaining about the the lost the lost river or lost um, stream in Manchester, which goes all the way under the city. Um, it was pretty interesting. So anyway, I remember seeing that and tweeting um, tweeting someone up at Sequel Bits at the time, saying uh, saying about it. Um, I think it was Mr. Whittles. I think probably answered that one. But yeah, it was interesting to me anyway. <laughs> Yes. I've just I'm... killed a conversation. <laughs> yes. I mean, I love a good canal story. <laughs> <laughs> so your background, is that your background? Or is that, um, how are you, if, right, if you, this, this is that one a is, one? So, No, this, this one is one of the Microsoft ones. I do like uh, Minecraft, I must admit. It was one of those games that, you know, everyone was playing it back in the day and I thought, nah, it's, got, it's rubbish, what's the point? So, um, I think I was between contracts at the time and I thought I'll try it out for a couple of days and I was hooked. And I, I, I think I was off I think I was off work out of contracts for about three months or so just playing Minecraft. <laughs> but I do like a good game of Minecraft. Uh, did you play the online version or were you playing the actual game to get it was, to... no, I've never done the online, you know, because I wanted to get good enough that I understood how to, you know, do it online properly. And build my own farms and and whatever, but I imagine the online one people come and destroy all your stuff, so that would have annoyed me as well. So you can, you didn't have to share your world. I mean, I don't know what stuff is like now, but if you really got, I mean, my my daughters were into it at one point, so we had our own Minecraft server. Yeah, yeah, which I then had to add mods and other stuff too. But this was quite a few years. This is before Microsoft bought Mojang. Oh right, okay, yeah. So that was that was a very long time ago then. Yeah, probably talking about six, seven years ago now. Yeah, and I, I, I might have got a little bit hooked. It, it was a little bit of casual gaming, you know. It was like, Daddy, oh, there's a there's a zombie. Can you kill it for me? Okay, all right, go and kill the zombie. Right. Oh, there's a skeleton. Oh, can you go? Oh, there's a creeper. Can you go kill that? Okay, and then I would play it. They go to bed, and then I'd play it a bit more. I'd get loads of stuff save yeah, it yeah. in a chest or whatever and then the following day they would play and then they would die and then lose all that stuff and then i'd get annoyed with them because <laughs> they'd lost all that stuff i spent ages collecting all that gold yeah, well, you, you had to have a, you had to have the routine though didn't you where if you had the two 
players playing that you'd have a chest and that they would have to empty all their stuff before they left. So, the yeah, so when I first started uh, Minecraft, my little boy, I think he was like six years old, and I remember that he used to get really, really freaked out when zombies used to attack. Uh, uh, you know, he'd fall down the cave or something. Yeah, he'd literally be screaming when it happened. <laughs> They're trying to tell a five or six-year-old, look, it's just a game. It, was, it didn't seem... Oh, right. Don't panic. Let's see if we can get him. I need one of those um, animated windows that we just go. Oh, um, there's a problem. All right, that's just me. Oh, I think you're back. Yay! Yeah. I don't know what happened there. Maybe it was my internet. Well, it could have been mine. Let's just see whether we need to do anything. Let's go to chat to. I can see you. Yeah, you're back. All right, now we, your, your background's gone. Uh, I can now be really nosy. You can, see, you can see my mess. So I could tell you, I'm in the, we're in the front room here. Um, this light, I don't know which crazy person decided oh. to put a light near the bay window. Um, so that should be like, no, uh, that's mental. That's how they used to be. Because that's you, you would have the dresser, or you would have something yeah. in the bay window, right. um, and then you—that's where you would sit with the natural light coming in to work or do yeah. hobbies. And so that's yeah. where you would then have the artificial light above it. Mm, yeah, I suppose so. Maybe. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, that doesn't count from the fifties or whatever onwards. But there was a tradition to kind of have it at the front, and then people moved yeah. it to the middle of the room because. Oh right. So on on this side, oh, I'm, I'm wiggling my mouse, thinking you can see my mouse. But no, you can't. So on my, I'll talk about the side that's left to you. So on the left side, you see this brown thing, which is obviously the curtain where yeah. the bay window is. And then just over my shoulder, you can see this. This is a Indian mass that I bought in Seattle. Um, so my wife always used to moan at me about never get buying her any presents. Um, and I don't know if you've, you must have been in that in at the um, American Native American Indian um, shop in Seattle near Pike's Place Market. Um, but anyway, so all their masks are horrendously expensive, and I think the one over my shoulder costs something like two thousand dollars, something ridiculous. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a lot bigger than it actually looks there. Um, but uh, yeah, anyway, my wife can complain anymore about presents. And then you'll see you'll see a tiny bit of our iron bed, which we're probably going to get rid of sometime. And then to the far side, what's really weird. So if, if you see that brown thing that's going along near the ceiling, do you see that? There's like a brown, um, thin brown horizontal strip. Yeah, that's like the bottom of a snooker table or something. Yeah, so what that is, that's a picture rail. So the house I'm in, it's, um, it, it's approximately about 100 plus years old and every room's got these picture rails so they used to hang stuff off off those things it's really convenient so um so hanging off there i don't know why the hell it's hanging off there is an outfit my wife made for my daughter about five years ago or six years ago for one of her school plays which is uh, one of the alice in wonderland characters i forget which one that is i don't know i don't know if you know the story of alice in wonderland but um, anyway 
I'm I've well, I've seen it on TV. I mean, I haven't yeah. read the book. I mean, I'm not I'm not educated. I don't read. No, well, <laughs> I well, I don't know what it's supposed to be, but um, anyway, so I don't know what the hell that's doing up there. And then we've got uh, you can just see some suitcases yeah. jutting out there. So. Anyway, a far more interesting thing to look at is Minecraft. So I'm going to go back into... Feel free. Back um, in, back to, Matt, actually, let's choose another one that I quite like. Um, so which have you not got be, an upload your own, then? You've just got the... I, I, I just can't get the thing working. Right, there'll be a folder somewhere. Um, yeah, I've, I've seen a few... Um, um, I've seen a few blog posts from certain people how to do it, but it just doesn't seem to work for me, so... Oh, okay. Slightly. If you when the next round of updates comes out, then you'll get it because that's yeah. kind of we we've had that internally for a while. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I have the ability to give a story about approximately any any mundane piece of information. So so for this picture, I can give you a story <clears throat> if you want it. <laughs> go on, actually. Right. Before go we before we get into yeah. this. Yeah. Right. Let's go back to the bit that wasn't recorded, where you oh, yeah. said that what you were going to do was you were going to come up with, because in case I was incredibly poor interviewer, you were going to come up yeah. with a load of topics and interesting things yeah. you could talk about. Yeah. Got. Got. That's right. So yeah. So basically, I was kind of thinking I, I don't want to come across as as you know boring uh, as I as I really am in real life, and I wanted to be kind of exciting. So I wanted to formulate some questions that I'd like you to ask me. And I was going to interject them in our conversation to kind of big myself up. Um, so I was thinking about it and then I start to think, well, I haven't got much time Two, I couldn't really be asked. And three, it's your job to do that anyway. So <laughs> yeah. I said, I you know, let you go for it. <laughs> but I, I, I mean, on reflection, it was probably a big mistake, but, um, Oh, you know, Oh, well, no, I don't. Oh, I don't mean from. No, oh, I, you said there's no bad interviewers, and I, I said to you, I disagree. I think that oh. there are. There is such a thing as a bad interviewee. So, I'm, I'm your first one. No, Maybe no, I'm no. Not your first. no, no. I mean, th this is interesting. So, when you interview different people, you've got to adapt your style. But for you, I, I could probably not talk. I could probably just let you. You could fill the entire. Half an hour, an hour without me interjecting too much. If only I could commercialise that, though, I'd, I'd be on to a winner. See, this is this is my problem. I I see um I see all these technical speakers and I think, oh my god, they're brilliant. And it'll be like their first or second technical talk, and I, I will. I think they're amazing. And yet I've been doing it now for many, many years, and I I'm I'm you know I do I'm my own worst critic. I think, oh my god, you're useless. <clears throat> but the problem is, is I start rambling. So I always warn the audience that there's always like a member of the audience where I'll say, like, if I start rambling, you need to give me a kick. So that's my kind of guess out there. I probably could, I, you know, I could talk for England maybe, but it'll be all nonsense and gibberish. Yeah, so. well, I, I have the same affliction. The I have to, sometimes in meetings, I have to stop myself. Otherwise, I could just keep talking. And yeah. best to let other people have a go. So, Mark... Right. Yes. So let's Should, do the let's do the first question. Sorry. Uh, you, know, you don't want the background story then. Uh, all right, we'll do the background story. 
it'll be quick. So when I was at primary school, myself and my brother, we had um, a couple of books on uh, these kind of backgrounds, like futuristic um, spaceshipy backgrounds. And uh, anyway, we had a competition in my primary school for you, you had to somebody had created a spaceship out of um, Kellogg's boxes and toilet rolls. And the competition was that you had to give this spaceship a, a name. Um, and so myself and my friend got together and I thought I was in a massive advantage here because of these books that I had, because all these pictures in our futuristic books had names against them. So uh, I forget what the name was that we used, but we plagiarized. Um, it was something like Interstellar Queen or something for the spaceship. I thought it was onto Dead Cert uh, to win the prize, which was probably a book token or something. Um, unfortunately, I don't think we were placed in that competition. So, uh, y you know, I've been aggrieved ever since. I think that explains why I'm the character I am. There's a few stories I could give you from primary school. But anyway, let's um, <laughs> let's move on to your questions because we could be here all day otherwise. So, right. For, so for what I might do is get you back. So um, this is really quickly. This is season one and we're getting to the end of season one. And I've realized there's about 30 of these podcasts in season one. And... Um, what I might do, and I'll, I'll probably get you back, maybe just for a slightly shorter one. I'm going to buy some Rorschach tests <laughs> and oh, some yeah, ink blot tests and just see what people see in them. And for yeah. you, I'm going to be, I would be quite scared what's going to come up, but we've got a bit of distance, you know. Yeah. Well, like I could do the dead dog thing, couldn't I, from um, what the watchman? You... So I'll, I'll save a couple of those answers for you. <laughs> Yes, you would. And unfortunately, I know exactly what you're talking about because I am a significant fan of, of The Watchmen. Yeah. And yes, but as long as I don't steal your face, then that's the most important thing. <laughs> well, we'll see how we go. I'm sure by the end of this, you won't want me back. But um, if if you're really short of guests, then... Feel free. I can be your Carl Pilkington, can't I, for your for your next series? Yeah, I don't think I could. I can't abuse you in the same way Ricky Gervais no. abuses Carl because you wouldn't take it. You would just give me a load of abuse back. Um, I would, but I'll take it. I'll take my own abuse. This has always been my problem that um, people, you know, people do like dishing abuse, like including myself. But I tend to find that I, you know I'm quite happy to take it, but when I start dishing it, people will get quite offended so um i used to have that with my mother-in-law that she used to really have a go at me and so i'd i'd see that as you know uh you know the little carrot uh got going for the kill and she she wouldn't speak to me for months afterwards after i'd uh, got my own back with her but, uh, yeah i learned to shut up after a while so, yeah. yeah some people can take it and dish it and um you need to be able to do both if you can't yeah. if you dish it and you can't take it well you know, yeah. you do get what you deserve. <laughs> so, true. so Mark, how is your lockdown? Uh, to be honest, it's it's been going all right. So, I mean, as you know, I'm not really a people person. Um, so not having people around is, is actually, it's my norm. It, it's not too bad. I'll tell you what's really been getting on my wick. And it, it's those little things like, oh, I really fancy a Chinese tonight or... Uh, in fact, me and Sequel Tomato on Twitter have been talking about this, like McDonald's breakfast. Well, I'm going to go down to McDonald's and get a 
get a breakfast and just not being able to do that is really getting on my wick now um and also i'm start i think my family have started to get a little bit worried with it and it doesn't help when uh you know you know my personality where i'll sneeze and i'll go oh my god i've got corona sort of as a joke <laughs> and uh my kids suddenly think i'm gonna die like later that day or something so uh, yeah so <laughs> oh and I can't help myself as well. I keep doing it. My wife is getting really annoyed with me. So I think she she's the one that's doing all the shopping. She won't let me go out to the shops because, um, you know, I tick all the boxes. I, um, you know, overweight. Um, I have had um, some, well, we, we thought I had some heart problems. Might still have, don't know. Um, you know, I tick all the boxes for Corona. So if I do get it, I'm probably going to be, uh, that'll be my end of days, I think. So what? So she's uh, mega stressed about it all. Well, as long as your your life insurance is up to date and it's well, big enough. Uh, that's another thing, right? Yeah. So, um, as you know, I went full time employment uh, mid last year, and that was one of the reasons because, as a contractor, you tend to just keep spending the money and not really planning for the future. And one of my biggest concerns, even though we had a little bit of life insurance, which I think sorts us out in the mortgage, we didn't really have anything else, to my knowledge, um, and. I've kind of got to the age now. I'm not too fussed about, you know, I've seen a lot. I've done a lot. I'm quite happy. I've I've achieved a lot in terms of my family. Um, Clearly, they, well, my kids, I think, would want me still around. And my wife says she does, but I'm not sure if I quite believe her. But, um, yeah, got a good insurance policy out now on myself. So because the wife doesn't earn anything, you know, they'll be sorted. So I keep saying to them, um, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, worth more to you dead than alive anyway. So, you know, you. She, my wife says, "Oh no, it does, money doesn't count and all that stuff." But I say, "Say, well, you know, you say that now, but when you're on your yacht and I'm six feet under, then you know, we'll see whether it matters." But uh, so she gets quite annoyed about me joking about these things. Well, I mean, so. you've got—I presume you've got death in service. You've probably got a certain multiplier of your salary that will also go to. Yeah, I think I think she does quite well. To be honest, if I was her, I'd be like playing praying for the end for me. Yeah. End, to be well, honest, because yeah, it's just, it's good. Are you in an? Oh, you're in a. Your house is a hundred years old, so I'm assuming like yeah. either your stairs are really big, or they're, yeah, they're really quite, small. Oh, quite okay. wide. So you, if if you ever see like marbles or stuff over the steps, then you got to <laughs> worry. Or maybe I could just throw myself down the stairs and uh, just give him a big payout. That doesn't... The problem with that is what if you only just injured yourself? Yes, it would be one of those situations, wouldn't it, where you're you're at the bottom of the stairs and and your bone is sticking out of... Of your thigh or something. You've got a a compound fracture. You think, I'm in... It's a bit like... uh, What's the oh the James Bond spoof? Um, the oh oh Austin Powers. Yeah, yeah. With it's Mustafa is the name of the character who is. Oh, yeah. I'm not dead yet. <laughs> I'm just in agony. I'm still not dead. <laughs> yeah, that'd be you at the bottom of your stairs. <laughs> Go. If only I'd done this when they, yeah. you know, before they went on a two-week. It's holiday. only a flesh room. <laughs> That's it. I'm I'm horribly. I think in one of the films he gets tipped. The chair gets tipped over, and he goes, "I'm horribly burned." <laughs> oh, 
Yes. But apart so from I'm, I'm, one I'm, I'm at, yes, yourself. apart from that lockdown, it's going all right. I'm remoting in every day to work, which is kind of more or less a norm anyway, before the lockdown. Um, my current gig, though, is coming to an end. So I don't know. It, it kind of puts a bit of pressure on you because uh, I work for a consultancy now. So there's a bit of pressure there because if I'm just sat there doing nothing all day, I'm not earning them any money. So there's a little bit of pressure there, like what happens when I finish my current stint, especially if we're still in lockdown again. Um, but I presume they're getting, you would be the equivalent of furloughed. Oh, they'll be I, claiming money for... Well, they've said they're not going to do furlough. Um, okay. I suspect, well, I think they've said it because they've got cash reserves. And also, I think they don't think it would be good for publicity. Um, but I suspect that they couldn't even furlough anyway, because the nature of the business is, is that uh, they call it being on the bench. And a lot of us are sat on the bench doing nothing whilst we try and find um, employees out there that need need our services. Um so the argument is, if they furloughed, does it be like, is this something that's not normally happening anyway? You sat at home on the bench. It's really just a case of, um, you know, you trying to be productive and do training and all that kind of stuff being sat there. But um, I'm, I'm a pessimist. I expect the worst all the time. So I just want to stay off the bench and, you know, just be in, in work just to doubly make sure. Now, I don't know about yourself, but I've been made redundant twice in my life and, uh um, I think the first time wasn't too bad because I was moving quite a long way to where I am now um, from central London. Um, so it was kind of convenient then. But the second time was, like, oh, my God, what are we going to do situation? So, yeah, I don't really want that to happen again. No, and we but, know that we're, we're we're of a certain age where finding work <laughs> might be a little bit tougher. Well, oh, you might be, but um, I'm, I'm getting there slowly. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I, I'm certainly thinking, right, this this job. Right, is is the last one I'm going to have because who's going to employ you know? I know uh, what you mean. Old yeah. people. Yeah. When you've got young thing, people. Yeah. Well, you you must remember like me working in companies where there were people there of our age and thinking, my God, how have you survived in this company? You're completely useless. And that that, that <laughs> so uh, I once worked in uh, in um. Uh, an examination syndicate i won't name their name but that kind of shortens the, the list and um there were people there like that similar age to me now and i used to say to people or people used to say to me about yeah they're just sitting there waiting for the pension to come in yeah. and and a lot of them were to be honest but um you know i do wonder how many people are thinking that about me it's like that mark he's a you know useless doesn't know what he's doing just waiting for his pension to come in yeah uh, but you haven't been there it used to be so we're of the age where we remember people would work for a company for 20 plus years and they would just be waiting for their 25 or 30 years whatever they could cash their pension in and and just and leave and then be on what 20 percent, 30 percent of salary when final salary pension things were like yeah, kind of, yeah. They, they existed they don't yeah. no one no one would even know what they are now yeah, so, yeah, I yeah I remember seeing people at, you know, at a bank I worked at, but there certainly were people just working out their their last few years and not really giving a hoot. <laughs> so here's an interesting story about yeah. pensions. We shouldn't really talk money on um, on you know public chat, but um, 
I worked at a company in central London when I was about 20, 21, and um, not not on a great salary. Is you know, um, you know, we're talking multiples of ten thousand. So it was fairly. Um, it was an okay salary at the time, but obviously a long time ago. So uh, anyway, so I think um, over the period of a year, this was the only time I've ever been in a pension, and I I paid in something like. Well, I thought it was like a couple of grand plus employer contributions. So it wasn't a massive amount of money and nothing good, good ever happens to me. Nothing at all, ever. Um, so like the scenario is if I ever um, if it looked like I was going to get a massive inheritance, um, something would happen like uh, the uh, be a will to leave it all to the you know Batsy dogs home or something. Anyhow, <clears throat> so I got a letter the other day. I've had this pension where they're trying to be trying to chase my my address down for years and years and years saying are you this mark broadbent and just not bothered responding it got to the stage where they just decided i was that one person um and anyway they sent me um it's changed hands the people that own the pension um and sent me a, a letter the other day as sort of a statement of where i am so like i say i thought it was like two thousand three thousand pounds worth in there um, before this crash, it was £60,000. <laughs> <laughs> so I opened the letter. And I was like, I mean, this is yin and yang for you. I opened the letter. And I'm like, my God, 60000 And then I looked down, like, uh, you know, six months later, the statement where we are, 40000 So I'd lost £20,000 in, this, you know, five seconds. But any, anyhow, I was well, well chuffed. So it just goes to show you, if I'd started saving up back then, Oh my God, I'd be retiring now. Yeah, I still look. Well, I don't, but I still think the first house I bought, which was for ninety grand, I think I had a sixty grand mortgage on it, would have, yeah. and that was probably somewhere like almost like twenty five years ago. That would have been paid off. Yeah, yeah. And we were doing that with our first house. We're paying. It, uh, it wasn't a massive amount of money at the time. I think we bought something like 90,000, 90, but we were paying, my wife and myself were both earning relatively good money, and we are paying, I don't know, a 1,000 or a few thousand each month. And um, I'd kind of predicted that we are going to pay it off in five years. So when we moved, we, we literally had something like £20,000 left to pay off. It was amazing. Um, and now I've had the same amount of debt on my current mortgage for the last 10 years because it's been interest free. So that's another thing. I'm uh, So this is a message to all the kids that are, um, that are either watching this now or will be watching it. So start just paying little amounts now because it really does add up. Listen, amazing. How listen to Uncle Mark's financial advice. Go on. Yeah. You can just repeat that, and we'll just we'll get this as a snippet out. So the um, I don't know about you, but I'm a big fan of Ricky Gervais, Carl Pilkington, and um, uh, what's the other one? Who's the other one? Stephen uh, Merchant. Stephen Merchant. So the series they did on XFM, I I listen to that every single day. I just I'm addicted to it, and I have been for the last five or six years. Listen to several episodes a day, and there's a saying where Steve Merchant says um, says look after the uh, pounds and it's, I can't remember which way around. So like, look after the pounds and the pennies will look after themselves. I think is the phrase. So, you know, you got just, just be sensible with your money. Another tip, pro tip here, financial wise, 
I have always been in the situation where, as a contractor, you earn fairly decent money. So, you, you know, you'll issue a dividend, you'll pay off X amount of debt, all your credit cards will be paid off in a hit, and you'll have a few thousand sitting around in your bank, um, which will last you for a bit longer. And I, I always lived on this thing with, um, you know, sort of a debt-based system where credit cards with massive amounts every month, um, talking like £5,000 or something stupid every month, and then dividend issue get paid off i've got really sick of that kind of way of living especially now i've gone full time and i've decided that rather than putting stuff through credit cards everything goes directly onto debit card everything unless i really need credit card protection and so you're in that situation where you've gone from you're basically on credit cards you're 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 basically forward paying stuff aren't you so i'll buy this now but pay for it later um whereas when you do it on a debit card you're not going to buy it unless you can afford it, or at least it, ref it reflects straight away in your bank account that you can't afford it. And I've done that now. So last month, um, I think my both credit cards came to something like £300 to pay off. It was amazing. It was the first time ever that credit cards haven't dented my current account. It's, it's brilliant. So, yeah, I'm, with the lockdown, I'm slowly trying to build up my finances a little bit because we don't know what's going to happen. No, I guess... You don't have to travel into London, and not, so you're not at the moment. so Sometimes you're saving a fair chunk on yeah. travel yeah. and yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. But my company should pay for that now. So oh, okay, right. Yeah. So, so that so you've that, got a home office then. So they see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, generally, I'll remote two or three days a week when I'm when it's not locked down. Oh, okay. Uh, but then I'll get travel expenses paid. That said, though, because I'm so disorganised, so I've got a company, American Express card, so disorganised, I've um, you know paid for hotels and you know stayed various places and you know, travel expenses and all these kind of stuff, and you even have overnight allowances. Put it all in the American Express card, and um, don't actually know the system of how to claim it back. So I got into a scenario there where I had a tiny bit of debt on there, and every month. I just thought, well, it's not my debt, is it? It's, it's uh, my company's debt. So just ignored it for about six months. Finally, American Express ring me up saying, like, what the hell is going on with this? And I, I said, well, yeah, I don't really know how to claim this back. And I just couldn't be bothered to chase it up, to be honest, to find out. It was just too much hassle. Um, so in the end, I just paid for it myself. <laughs> just to save, my, <laughs> save myself the hassle. But we're not talking thousands here. It's a few hundred. So I don't know. I, I do need to be more organised. Muppet. This this is an age thing, isn't it? Though I think I think the older you get, the less bothered you are about sort of doing stuff. Uh, when you're younger, it's like every little penny you can claim. So I'm going to do that. Or if you do do five minutes, I worked in a company once. You do five minutes overtime, you can claim an hour. So like nowadays, it'd be like I oh, do five minutes. Hard. We'll call it quits. Do a couple of. I mean. I don't. Is there such a thing as overtime anymore? Does, does well, that not, concept... not, not not to me, not to no. me, no. But you know what I'm saying. Or yeah. if you're on call, if you're when I used to be, I worked out actually. Funnily enough, so I'm on a good salary now, um, full time salary, and I worked out my very last full time salary, which was about ten, ten or fifteen years ago. Um, I worked out with their on call that they did because it was um, the on calls for the Oracle systems. For that, including my sort of base salary, I was earning more money then than I am now. 
which is incredible. <laughs> so I don't know. It, it's incredible when you think about these things, and you get you get the money, you just spend it. So so that, that's it, kids. Watch your money. And if you do contract, remember to save save stuff back for your tax for your business. The big one about Come. contracting is pay as much as you can into your pension. That's where I went wrong. Because it's tax I think up to I think it's the first something like the first hundred thousand pounds is tax free, I think, for the year. Something like that. Oh, okay. So change it's, it's a massive amount. Oh you always I thought you always I'm, paid the lower rate of tax or something. There was something. So even if you earn a massive amount, when you did the pension stuff, that you never paid 40% off it. So effectively, if you pay off your pension, you put the money into the pension, you're not taking it out at the higher rate of tax or something. Yeah, something like that. So if you, let's just say you on 100K, for instance, and um, I think... I think 40% taxes, it's like 60 grand or something like that, isn't it? So let's say it's 60 grand, 40% tax. So what you don't want to be doing, um, or you don't want to be going over 60,000, I don't think. So um, basically, if you pay off 40,000 um, into your pension, then that's, my understanding is, that's pretty much untaxed, I think. Hmm. All right. See, I think. every day is a school day. Yeah. Apart from children now that aren't in school, but every yeah, day. but you don't want to be taking financial advice from me. I've just told you I didn't know how to pay an American Express card off. So <laughs> yeah, you yes. What you you <laughs> what you you get you you undermined your credibility, and then you yeah. added a load of stuff for your credibility. What's weird though is you were prepared to listen to it though. Well, if you say anything with enough confidence, um, I will sign up for the um, Mark Broadbent Financial Trading Scheme. It's not well, a pyramid a, scheme. It's, you know, that's been a staple of my career that has, um, you know, um, uh, talk, you talk with confidence about something and people believe you. So I've kind of lived on that uh, ethos that I'll just pretend I know what I'm doing. But that, that's consulting, isn't it? Isn't that just... Uh, I suppose. I suppose. I had a friend, right? Um, unfortunately, he's passed away now. But um, he... Uh, we were childhood friends and didn't have an O-level or CSE to his name. Whereas me, you know, parents put a lot of pressure on me to get these things. So I didn't, I wouldn't say I got amazing grades or stuff, but I, I was fairly, fairly academic, did fairly well. And by the time he was sort of 16, 17, he was earning mega bucks because he had the gift of the gab. He could talk himself into anything. He could tell you he was good at something and you'd believe him just because he'd tell you, as you say, with confidence. That was a real lesson to me. Um, I mean, I, I'm probably my worst critic. I'm quite uh, pessimistic or not pessimistic, negative about myself a lot of the time. Um, you know, I know I, I've got, have had a lot of successes, but then I'll always talk it down to myself. like oh, It's not really that good. It was like when I got my when I passed my MCM all those years ago and I was like I was on cloud nine. But then you start thinking, well. You know, I didn't pass it first go. You think, well, is it really that good? He needed another attempt to get the thing. Not um, many people passed it, and hardly well, anyone know, passed know, first I go. I, well, I, I know that, but uh, you know, you think I, there's always for me, there's always a negative to my positives. 
Um, and like I was saying to you, you know, I see people giving their first ever presentation. I look back at mine and I think, oh my God, that must have been terrible for the people watching it. And look at other people's and uh, think their first one and it will be amazing. Um, I've seen it time and time again. Yeah, I guess you've got that black dog, as Churchill would say, constantly hounding you, telling you you're no good at stuff. But you yeah. are. I mean, you're quite good at most things, you know. I think the only reason that sometimes I feel good about myself or better than I would do about myself is my exposure to really incompetent people, of which there are a lot of them. So is that just schadenfreude, watching people fail? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. I'm sat. I'm sat there like wishing them to fail. Fall, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, It's difficult though, isn't it? it it's difficult because um, you know I know one of my greatest failings. I may have even told you this before um, in in life is is it's got there's this little little thing in my head, uh, kind of a, a jealousy, and I'll see people doing really well and succeeding at stuff, and and there's there's just this thing that I can tell you. Uh, why this happened but it's probably a longer story than we really want it's from my childhood um but you know i'm sort of sat there and i I get a little bit jealous about it i think well their success does not affect me in any way shape or form so i have to kind of snap myself out of it and just tell myself not to stop being so stupid but i think we're because we all want to try and do you know do as well as we can don't we yeah i think it is quite a common thing though to go oh look you know i i want to do well and someone that someone else has done really well. I'm happy for them, but also, I wish they would die, in a in a really horrible way. Not. Yeah. I think it's quite a natural thing to kind of go, oh, well, you know, I'm I'm happy they're doing well. I don't. Yeah. Really, I'm not yeah. that happy they're doing well. Because... <laughs> <laughs> but we don't want to admit it to ourselves that kind of um, that people would think that we're horrible people. But when you realise you're a horrible person, like I am. Like last last night, I was talking to Benny. I'm a yeah. I'm a small minded, petty individual who Ooh, holds Bruce. grudges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to cross me. <laughs> See, I, I I'm a bit like that, as I'm sure you know. I do I do kind of I do hold grudges, um, but I can always get on with someone. And it gets to the point with me though, where a grudge will last, it could last five years. And then I'll say to myself, do you know what? It's just, I can't be asked. It's too much effort <laughs> yeah. having the grudge. So um, I've, I've had situations where I won't say um, who it was or why it happened, but uh, someone seriously let me down, cost me a lot of money. And uh, anyway, one day at an event, they basically came and like nothing had happened, sat down, started uh, talking to me, sat, you know, sat down. I was with some friends, start talking. Like, How are you and stuff? And I was like, you know, the gall, the gall of this person. And I didn't bloody talk to them for, uh, you know, I was still fuming. It only just happened. Because um, uh, I'd even told them that they'd caused me a significant financial loss and it was on them and they had ignored it. And um, at the end of the day, like, I'm, you know, friends with that person again because it's a, a little bit of money. It's not that important. And, you know, I, I don't know. They probably perceive events differently. I don't know. So, is it is it more effort is it more exactly. effort on your part is your life made worse by holding the grudge or is is your life better by holding I the think, grudge i think i um, think see i think i think grudges just weigh you down don't they in the end and it just it's, it's just counterproductive they're, they're destructive things to have so i try not to these days yeah 
But um, you got to have the you occasional know, you, one. I like a good grumble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Before we go any further, I've got I have got some questions to ask you. Radio. All right, and we're going to do the MV. All right, before we get onto the MVP quiz, yes, Mickey Robson. Oh, so people have been uh, sending messages on Facebook with some links to where to change the images and stuff. Um, oh right. And uh, are you looking forward to Newcastle buying all Chelsea's good players? But I don't know whether if that means anything uh, well, to you, you. Yeah, yeah, because they're getting so the guy that's coming into New. That's got to be Chris Taylor that said that. Uh, that was uh, Mickey Robson. Oh, Mickey Robson. Okay, so, <laughs> yeah. So uh, basically, I don't know if it's happened yet, but they're they're going to have a new owner. Uh, there's humanitarian issues with it, though. Got to say, but he's going to be. He's going. I think he's going to be the. He's something like the second richest person in in Europe or something stupid. Um, uh, but yeah, I think he's got something like five hundred billion to his name. So where where Chelsea's man, um, owner Bramovich, you think he earns something like uh, fifty billion um, in assets? You know, it's like ten times that, or maybe even more. So the answer to the question is, I welcome the rivalry from Newcastle. And um, funnily enough, like Newcastle used to be talked about, like Chelsea used to be talked about, uh, went to many many games uh, where Chelsea were playing Newcastle, and were both what was known as sleeping giants at the time. And um, they they are a really great club, and they've got a really great stadium as well. Their support is crazy. Um, I've got a story about Newcastle fans as well, which uh, we'll do another day. <laughs> but <laughs> is that is that a better in person conversation than a? Okay, I'll tell you what. Stop me. Stop me if I take too long. I'll I'll take ten ten or twenty seconds saying it. So. Oh, go on. I went up, it was Newcastle versus Chelsea, stood in the stadium, and you know how fans are sort of giving it giving it the large from the stand to, um, you know, other, the opposing um, uh, attendees, the opposing fans. And so me and a couple of friends going, oh, come on, oh, you know, mouth, mouth. And uh, anyway, so a couple of Newcastle fans, so they're like pointing to outside, and like, yeah, yeah, come on, kind of thing. And uh, I'm fairly harmless. <laughs> I, don't, I don't really, I don't really want to get involved in any of those things. Anyway, so we were, we start to leave the stadium. You know, there's always a mass of people. Never really an issue with with um, seeing opposing fans. Anyway, these guys must have left left early. And Newcastle fans don't take any nonsense. They're actually stood there waiting outside for us. <laughs> so uh, we did uh, we did a very quick um, pulling up of the coat collar, flat cap over the top, like Andy Cap, you know, walked out of the uh, stadium, managed to get out there with our lives still intact. Maybe they uh, just wanted to shake your hands and just say good banter rather than glass you horribly. But it was another lesson learned in life to, you know, keep keep that shut. <laughs> All right. What's your favourite cheese? Well, yeah, so as I mentioned um, in my anger to, I think, Alex Whittles, it, it's Cambazola. I think it's probably my favourite. So it's one of these, like, um, soft, greeny-style cheeses. Um, funnily enough, right, I thought, given the name, you'd think it's Italian. And um, turns out it's a German cheese. Which I didn't know. All right, I've not heard of that cheese, but I don't really yeah. do cheese. I think it der- is derived from Italian cheese, um, right. but yeah, it was invented in something like nineteen sixties. Right, right. 
we have been nattering for it's it's just past eight now so we've got to get through some questions if you don't mind no we'll get through the mvp quiz okay um and then we'll do the who should who would you nominate to talk to me and we'll do the emergency question and i think you might like the emergency questions okay. all right are you ready for the mvp quiz Go are, for are you sitting comfortably yeah but i can't promise to get them right all right what does mvp stand for most variable person excellent is that's there a, me <laughs> is there a secret handshake it depends there are definitely clicks all right that's all I can tell you, and I'm not part of them. So I would ask you who the tallest MVP is, but we know, in your face, Alex Whittles, it's Benny. Yeah, so um, I'm going to throw a curveball here. I think Ben, so you, I think Benny, you're saying six, six foot, how much? Six, seven. seven. Right. <clears throat> so we, I had this conversation the other day, actually, with um, on Twitter. Uh, somebody was asking Jason Horner how tall he was. And I said that he's not an inch under eight foot. <laughs> okay. And, um, but I think he came back and I think he's lying. Cause I think he's far taller than this, but he came back and he said, he's, I believe six foot eight. So that makes him the tallest MVP. Oh, okay. Or he's six foot eight or eight foot. If he didn't deny that. I, think, he was eight I foot. think he's eight foot. And okay. I've met him. I, I know him very well. I've met him many, many times. He, he's not an inch under eight feet. Is is he the one who went round at sequel bit with a horse mask on? Yes, he's he's been famous for doing that. Uh, there was actually a guy called Jason Strait. I think back in the 2010 sequel pass summit, he was the first one to start doing doing that with a horse. And Jason has kind of taken on the mantle of wearing a horse's head and the, it might even be a unicorn i'm not sure they, but yeah so 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 what jason would, i've been out drinking with him a few times like it we had a famous one in new york um and uh you know you'll, you'll be at a club with him and suddenly you turn around at the bar and he's does this guy stood there wearing a horse's head he carries it around in his pocket i'm not joking is there a reason apart um, from because he can I think it's just funny to be honest, but but the odd thing is, is um, the last time I saw him do it, it was at um, I think it was in Seattle a few years ago, um, and he did it, and the people that are with me, they didn't even seem to acknowledge that he'd done it. It was almost like it was a yeah, we see people doing this every day kind of scenario. It was it was not uncommon. Yeah, I just imagine if he's had that mask for a while and a good few years, it's going to be a bit smelly inside, isn't it? And a bit. If you wear a latex mask, it's going to be quite hot. Not that I have experience of wearing latex mask, but I imagine that's what it would be like. Uh, I mean, maybe he's like Prince Andrew and he doesn't sweat. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we shouldn't go down that route. Yeah. So saying that Jason Horner may have been a fighter pilot in a in a previous existence and because how stressed he got, he his sweat glands just magically stopped working. But did start working afterwards. <laughs> Strange. All right. Do you get free parking? As an MVP? Yeah. Uh, well, I don't. 
All right. I'm probably what you would call your bottom tier MVP, though. There's probably people like uh, Paul Andrew, uh, Mr. Happy, who probably you'd you'd say he's a top tier MVP, and he's probably he probably gets um, you know premier parking outside Redmond. Uh, oh, what the closest spots to the front of the building? Yeah, exactly, right next to Bill Gates. Okay, does Bill? I'm, I didn't think Bill Gates even works there, so <laughs> my my references are totally out. Can you do me a quick favour? Can you say hello, Zara? Because I've just seen my wife has started watching. Hello, Zara. Sorry for boring you. <laughs> okay. Have you got... Have you really got... Oh, no, sorry. What's the best free thing you've got while being an MVP? Um... I don't really know, to be honest. There must be something. Well, I mean, other people have said clothing, the jackets, the bags, the credits, summit, meeting lots of lovely people. All of those, of course. Okay. Um, I, I, I would actually, I would, I'm going to give you a silly answer here, which is um, my best thing that I've ever had. It was actually a an MCM gift. So when I passed the MCM, they, they gave us an MCM jacket, which funnily enough, my one is probably the only MCM jacket left, which is pristine mint condition because it was slightly too, too small for me. So, <laughs> so it, it, so it's still not being worn. Um, that's my target to get down to, you know, a good size that I can wear it. And people go, Oh, what's this MVP thing? That looks, so MCM, that looks interesting. But they also gave a, um, like, um, a bag, one of those, uh, like flat carry bags that you could throw over your shoulder. That was awesome. Um, I think it may have fallen to bits now though. Yeah. The bags so, don't last very long. Good couple of years. We did actually talking about MVPs. Um, I think the first year I became an MVP, Jennifer, oh, I've forgotten her surname now. Jennifer, the lady that ran the MVP program, she kindly managed to get me one of the fleeces that were being given out to all the MVPs at, at the, the Summit for the Data Platform um, MVPs. Uh, they were so popular that all the like non-data platform MVPs nicked them. So, so she managed to source me one and send it over to UK. So that's probably my favourite. All right. So have you... Have you got Bill Gates's phone number or his fax number? Um, no. However, I did have his email address uh, internally at Microsoft and was very tempted to use it at one time. I, I'm sure you see it on a on a list these days. Do you not? You're you're still with Microsoft, aren't you? Yeah, I could probably find yeah. it. But yeah. I'd... So so when when I worked at Microsoft for a brief time, um, you could kind of scroll down sort of the list of contacts and Bill Gates for some reason was always ever present in the list and I was seriously tempted on many occasions just to ping him uh, an email and say hello but I knew that would be the you know, it would be the guillotine to my my presence at Microsoft I mean I mean theoretically we could add him into this team school but um, yeah. I, I don't think it would go you down should to try that. it let's see if he joins <laughs> and I can tell him my little anecdote yes um the next question <laughs> finish the story three mvps walk into a bar i'm not very good with jokes so I, i'm not sure i can even you can say pass you have to 
You're better with anecdotes. No, I'm sorry. I'm going to pass. Yeah, I'm going to pass on that okay. one. I can't All think right. of anything entertaining, even remotely. And can you sneak me into the next MVP summit? I think that should be pretty easy to do, to be honest. I think I could do that with you, especially you being a Microsoft person. Yeah, I wouldn't. Now, if you were a non-Microsoft person, it would be harder. But I'm pretty sure that with my persuasive nature, I could talk your way. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. I'm sure I could do it. The, all right, the next one is virtual. But all right, for the next physical one, let's if i'm still working for microsoft yeah i will i will make it a thing and we'll see if we can do it yeah let's do that all right two more questions one coming from richard herring's emergency question book and the other is who should we talk to so are you aware of richard herring i know richard herring but i'm not aware of the emergency questions are you aware of his podcast rilla hestifer Richard Herring's Leicester. I've not really listened to to it. You can say no. Everyone, no one else has ever heard of it. Well, I'm hesitating because I'm getting old and my memories fade. What I don't want to do is suddenly turn around and say, "Oh yeah, I have listened to that." Um, after telling you I haven't, so That's fine. I'm keeping my options open. You could you can pretend. I uh, I would actually feel like validated if someone said they did know who he was. Um, but you know, it's fine. But he's um he's the one with long hair. He was the one with long hair, yes. And he's slightly porti- port- portly. Yes, yes, yeah. you, are, you do know who he is. So he Who's would... the other one? He, he's got a, um, a partner, isn't he? The, the other guy, um, what's his name? Stuart Lee. So, Lee, that's it. Stuart Lee, he's, he's married to Bridget Christie, the other comedian. The one who dressed oh. up as an ant and did a whole thing about Cromwell. Oh, right, okay. But she, she's generally more, um, she was quite avant-garde at the time. But she does, yeah. but does a bit more mainstream stuff. So you will see her on "Have I Got News for You" and stuff like that. Yeah, you won't yeah. see Stuart Lee on those, and you'll very rarely see Richard Herring because he's not—he's yeah. not allowed on television anymore. Well, I've seen Stuart Lee moaning about lots of stuff um, this last like twelve months or so. So you, you know, been... on social media and stuff. So I tend to ignore him. Do you read the Guardian? Because he's got a—he's got a, a thing in the Guardian. Uh, no, I don't. Let no. me just see if I can catch my cat for a second. Ugh. Can we see him? Yes. Oh, uh, back. There we go. He's called, this is Titan. Titan. <laughs> That's an immense name. Compass. Yeah, he's a big, big fella. Sorry, my dog's trying to get out of the room because the door sort of... She's, yeah, same here. That, she's that's so, what he, he's scratching at it. So. Yeah, so stupid. Um, uh, cute, but... Thick as a brick, unfortunately. <laughs> oh. You talking about me? Uh, the dog. I, we had a couple of criteria when we had a dog. It was that the dog couldn't be too big, uh, couldn't need a huge amount of exercise, and couldn't be smarter than me. So what? What's the dog then? Uh, she's a she's a Greek breed. She's a Conconi. She looks like a small collie. Oh right. Okay. Can we get up, Percy? Can we get up? No, because you're thick. Never mind. All right, back back to where we were. If you pick a number, there's a hundred, a thousand and one questions in here, all numbered, okay. one to one thousand yep. and one, logically. Um, so you pick a number between. So one... I'm gonna do um, nine nine hundred ninety nine. I don't know if anyone else has done that, but we'll try that. So if people have got their emergency questions books, they can play along at home. Oh, cool. Nine nine nine. 
Um, so it sometimes takes me a second, depending on how long the question is. Um, <laughs> all right, you might not like this, but we can pass. So you don't, these are not yes or no questions. Okay. So can you tell me in huge detail about my religious beliefs about your religious beliefs on the condition you don't question can you t can you please tell me in huge detail about my religious beliefs on the condition you don't question or contradict me now pick another one that that's me talking about your religious beliefs yeah yeah is it yeah without questioning me so, right okay so i i don't think that you are a religious man I don't think, but you could, but you could surprise me. Um, I think you're quite open-minded. Um, but I think you thought about it and you are, um, what, I can't even remember what they call people that aren't, um, don't believe in God. Um, atheist. help me out here. Atheist. atheist yeah. I think you're, I, I don't think you're agnostic. I think you've had a good think about it and you decided you are an atheist. I think that for you, agnostic is not good enough because it's kind of sitting on the fence a little bit. And I don't think you really like sitting on the fence. Although your wife might uh, contradict that statement. I don't know. Interestingly enough, I'm... Clearly there isn't. Uh, otherwise... Why would good things happen to bad people? Um, but but it's well, it's all part of the greater plan. It's, there you go. His ineffable plan. <laughs> <laughs> we we can't the the the, um, the answer is isn't it that you can't um, the plan is so big that you just could not possibly fathom or understand what why those things would happen. I'll tell you, so um, in terms of myself, I'm still quite open-minded. I mean, there's a lot of people in our community, especially in America, who are very religious and people who are infinitely more intelligent than myself. So I look at that and I think, I think, well, there's something in it for those guys. And I'm sure that, you know, they do say that if you're born in, um, just trying to think of, uh, good, uh, you know, a good example here, but if you're, if you're born in, let's say, Japan, the chances are that you're not going to become a Christian. So, um, so I think that's one of the arguments, isn't it? That it's something that's really drummed into you from, from birth, but um, I'm quite open-minded. Um, so if I have one of these experiences, like uh, where suddenly Jesus appears to me and shows me the light. And even if it's me, um, you know, my brain playing tricks on me, if it's real to me, then I'm open-minded and, happy to you know go with the flow but um i'm when i was younger i was a lot more you'll see this on my blog actually it's, the reason it's called temples um uh, it's based upon the uh, temple story which is a buddhist thing there's like wood famous wood carvings of these it's the road to enlightenment so i've always been interested in buddhism but but again i don't really uh, it's more the zen buddhism kind of thing i don't really buy into the the god thing but I am quite open-minded. But I didn't think Buddhism has a god as such. There's just the path to enlightenment. And but well, it depends on the type of Buddhism it is. Oh, the really? more, 
Yeah, so I think the, the more the, the more Chi- the Chinese, well, even even if you take the um, the God thing out of it, so like the, this whole thing with Buddha attaining enlightenment, yeah. and that's kind of like um, so. I, I think at that stage you don't get reborn; you are just this all-seeing um, existence. I think, um, and there's so there's um, although saying that there are, I think I'm contradicting myself here because there are reincarnations of Buddha or supposed to be. Um, and the the next one I think, which um, is the current one, is um, uh, it's called Maitreya. So they've even got the names ahead of time as well. Maitreya, I think, is is a name for that. But I just I don't I kind of don't really buy into all this mystical stuff. But I do buy into the power of the mind and all that kind of stuff. And that's where those synergies line up with me with Buddhism. I quite kind of like that. I think when you're trying to, it's even you know the, something as shallow as my weight, being overweight and um, being disorganised, just being a having a better mental strength and more discipline physically, I think is you know a good thing. Sadly, I don't have them. Yeah, I think there's a lot to there's a lots of good things about and people i think it's statistically proven that if you are part of a religion you know you'll generally be happier or whatever because you've got people around you you've got structure you've got all this other stuff um but you know if if ultimately you believe that most organized religions are based around power and money it kind of mm-hmm. would get rid of that but the spiritual side i think is quite important and us humans we like yeah. that you know we always fear the dark the unknown you know noises no matter how rational you think you are if you wake up and you hear noises downstairs you know it's the bogeyman you know yeah it's primal to run away from things we're scared of yeah and this thing i was telling you about me not being a people person i've always like i've I've had a few friends over the years who've been very religious and i've gone to church with them um the, the funny thing was i'd go to church with them on the sunday and then we'll go out to the the pub um afterwards and get absolutely mullered um but i've always kind of been envious with this uh like the community that they had and the closeness that they had and i'm because i'm not a people person i find that really hard to i i don't think i'd be able to do that unless i was really religious because i just wouldn't want to do it either but i i can't can kind of see the benefits of having this closeness with other people yeah i can see yeah i mean i can see that i i I'm I'm just as I think I'm just as antisocial as you. We're kind of intro- uh, you're you're better than me. You it, are definitely better. I think we're most of us are introverted extroverts or extroverted introverts or something. I can't remember which is the right way round. That we we have our own. We want our own space. We want our own places where we can just tell everyone to f off and leave us alone. Yeah. But then yeah. we go out and we stand on a on a mini stage or we stand in front of. 20 30 people or do something online which is something that only an extrovert would do maybe we're masochists <laughs> i mean but i mean we go speak for yourself but yes i, <laughs> I always describe the uh, well i guess it's technical people but it's more the data community i always say that the majority of us are socially inept and i'm not necessarily <laughs> i'm not necessarily including myself in in that but um but I think it's true. A lot of the time, I'll meet people and they'll totally, they'll totally blank me. Um, there may be genuinely good reasons for them doing so, but I, you know, I may have upset them. And some often you think, oh God, I must have really upset so because they've just totally blanked me. But then I think, 
no, it's socially inept. They just don't know how to talk to people. Yeah. And sometimes the first time they meet them, they're going to be completely frosty and they just won't know how to take you. And then the next time you meet them, they'll be absolutely cool and kind of because they've got over that initial bit. Um, yeah. You know, plus, you know, some people want those boundaries and some people don't expect other people to come up and have conversations. You know, if I mean, my first sequel bits, I think I only talked to one or two people. It, it remi- that was Brighton, wasn't it? That was Cardiff. No, not Newport. Oh, Cardiff. Newport in that golf place. I, so in Brighton, you were the one, weren't you, that did, you did like a big map, weren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, I probably shouldn't say this, but you really got on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'll tell you what it is. I hate people being too over enthusiastic and you were like oh my god with that map you're like really ott about it. like oh where are you from i'll get you on the map and stuff and i i should be really supportive and you know encouraging but it's just like for god's sake be a bit more miserable please it just <laughs> it just annoyed me do you know how hard it was to pretend to enjoy doing that <laughs> i spent well, the I money on the map on some other stuff on some pins you know, I'd set it up myself and no one was coming in to to kind of interact because, you know, as we've said, they're all socially inept and they were just seeing it. And so it's just like, I've got to go up to people to actually try and make this worth doing. Um, so are you saying that if if when you'd done that and I'd said, you're not really enjoying this, are you? Be honest. You, you'd have told me the truth, would you? Um, I would have just broken down. Because you would have, yeah, I would have just been weeping into my hands at that point, because you would have cracked through the the thin veneer of me being a nice person. I did enjoy Brighton though; it's one of my favourite uh, sequel bits. I, I think beautiful weather, if you remember. Um, I I remember because I think my session was first one in the morning, um, uh, eight eight o'clock, and I actually got a really really good attendance for it. It was a really big room as well which was a real surprise and did my session uh, had a quick walk on the beach and went off for breakfast um and uh yeah it's lovely breakfast and then went back to the, the venue awesome event really enjoyed it yeah is it i had to drive to and from southampton every day so that kind of just put a bit of a damper on it on it because not too far though is it southampton it, it was an hour and a I think it was only okay. it's only sixty something miles, but it took over an hour, an hour and stuff, because the roads aren't weren't particularly great. Not yeah. like it was just popping on the motorway. Well, I'm going to have to go okay. because I've got some stuff to do. It has Ready been up. really fun catching up with you because the last time I caught up with you was in... well, we we're kind of split on the train, wasn't we? Uh, from yeah. Edinburgh to wherever. Yeah, we couldn't sit together. Sadly, it was, but it was unfortunate. Yeah. But it was. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry for boring you to tears, but I appreciate you having me on your show. No, you're not boring me to tears. I am just going to wet myself. Um, that is the main reason why I have to go. That's the other thing about age: the bladder yeah. the size of a walnut. If you ever yes. travel in a car with me, we're stopping yeah. at every services, dude. Every services. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if it's the same for you, but I'm getting so lazy in my old age. I can't even be bothered to stand up when I go these days. This is probably too much detail for doing publicly, but no. I, I'm a total sit down man these days. I've been sitting down for years. 
Because it's a nice rest. <laughs> and my uh, my father-in-law, he's actually got a... I went to his house the other day, and uh, well, obviously before the lockdown, and uh, he's put a seat in his shower. And I saw it, and I said to him, like, that is genius. <laughs> Imagine it, you can just have a shower and sit down. That's genius. So that's my ambition in life now. Do you know, a when, you, when you get a bit older, that's what yeah. you get. You get like a walk-in shower and a seat, and then you can just, you know, sit there and, and wash your wrinkly old body without having to stand. Well, just imagine if you could have, this is the next line then for commerce, waterproof books. So you go into your, your shower with your seat, read your waterproof book. You can be in there for hours. There you go. That's got a million pounds written on it. It has. I can see certain physical challenges with that. Now, before you go, who yeah. who do you think would have a nice chat with me? Well, anybody. Well, well anyone that would come on the podcast, they've got to oh, be able to. Oh, come on. Yeah, you can't say, yeah, Boris Johnson would. You'd have a good chat with him or Annika Rice the, or. There, there are so many people that I could name and lots of people would probably be offended if I didn't name them. Um I, I'll give you I'll give you a, a, a few. So uh, Nico Nugibara is probably um, yeah. pro- probably the most obvious one for me to recommend because we are very good friends. The the other uh, so you've got Ivan Campos as well, who's the Porto um, uh, Sequel Saturday guy, who I'm also very good friends with in Portugal. Um, but a, a real character is a chap called uh, Rubens. Patusa, I think is is how you pronounce his name. Good good friend with him. Uh, he runs the Madrid sequel Saturday. He's a really funny guy, young guy. Uh, but there's just tons of people. I could give you a massive list. Well, I'd say only need one. And actually, I haven't talked to Nico for ages. Yeah, he would be a good one. I'll talk. I'll I'll put the other ones down and see whether they <laughs> um they accept. Well, yeah. thank you for spending the evening with me. Um, thank you very much. It's been lots of fun, and hopefully we've had quite a few people watching. Um, oh, Neil Hambley was just saying he liked Brighton because Woz was there, um, wasn't he? Actually? Who, who, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, I, I, the, the only reason Neil has raised that is because I remember Neil being in um, the final of the, if I remember correctly, the Fusion IO competition. So that's what he's doing. I know you. I know your um, game, Neil. Just, just trying to. <laughs> Yeah, just mentioned that how great Neil is. So, yes, well done, Neil. You're in the final. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should say goodbye to everyone before we start. We start going and another thing. <laughs> I do love you, Neil. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> who else am I? Who else have we got? Yeah, and another. That Michael Robson. Yeah, and another thing. Um, I can't say anything about Michael so far. He's he's only been good to me. I'm sure he said bad things about me beyond my back but uh, i've not heard them yet who, who have i had i can't i can't think of any there's so many people that i must have upset um i just can't think of anyone to, to single out i've got a massive list of people are, are upset i'll people will even tell me about people that they don't like because they've ignored them or whatever and i and then every time somebody says something to me be like oh yeah they hate me <laughs> nearly <laughs> <laughs> they hate me because duh, 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 duh. so nearly every single time i think i don't know i've just kind of grown used to upsetting people you know you just gotta gotta move on as i say <laughs> <laughs> all right all right well thank you for your time 
And um, my pleasure. And bye bye everyone. And bye. Love you. Love you too. Bye. Thank you.